Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. There's a, a balm that people use on their lips, and they I think it's called... Um, Burt's Beeswax? Utter Butter okay. is what it's called. Well, okay. it was designed for cow udders to keep the cow udders from chafing and, you know, because they get yanked on all the time to give the milk. How do you know this? Well, it's called Utter Butter, and people are, you know, they sell it and people use it as chapstick. Yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't it be called Lip Butter? <laughs> right? Why would you keep the name Utter Butter, though? I would think that that would be a really poor marketing move. Well, I don't know. I just, it all gets confusing. You've got butter. You've got, I can't believe it's not butter. You've got the Utter Butter. I mean, there's just, there's so many butters. So you're the kind of person that just travels over to the refrigerator when your lips are chapped and just sticks your face inside of the butter <laughs> container because no, you're confused? I'm, I'm the kind of person who ends up using chapstick to cook my eggs in. <laughs> your wife comes in and you just have this stick of utter butter and you're just putting it around the pan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? It comes in a sweet little container. Look at that. You just have to roll it out and then push it down onto the pan. That's just how it works. Oh, man. You ready to shoe a dough? Let us eschew the dough. We're, we're doing the thing. Well, welcome to the ongoing experiment that is putting Aaron and Danae in front of microphones and seeing what happens. Yeah. And I'm really curious how this may go, because now that we don't have a radio outlet anymore, since right. we put our radio show on the shelf, yeah. we don't get a chance to banter and, and banter. That's such a, that's that such a, a radio. Word? No, it's just such a radio word. Is it banter? Yeah. It's like an entertainment word. Well, that's what we do, isn't it? I mean, we talk, we have conversations, we chat, we banter. <laughs> it, you know what it is? It's an English word. Uh-huh. In England, they say that a lot, but it's, it has more of a flirty vibe to it. So like in England, when you banter with somebody, it's like you're like making fun of them it's or flirting the, with them. I just looked it up. It's the playful and friendly exchange of teasing remarks. Yes, exactly. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of curious how it's going to go because I'm excited to sit down at the mic with you. Yeah. Since we don't have, you know, our radio show anymore. And also, your comment about it's an English thing yeah, or whatever it reminded me of a funny meme that <laughs> I, I saw. Gonna, I thought you were going to say it reminded me I speak English. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> me too. Like, why are you making... Of course it's an English thing. I also do that. <laughs> I saw this really funny meme and it was like in in England or I don't remember how it said like here in the UK mm-hmm. um, when we're ready to leave a conversation we slap our leg and go right which basically means okay I've been listening to you talk for a, a little while too long and it's yeah. time for me to go and I'm like that's so funny I want to start doing that so I think <laughs> I'm going to try to adopt that in my own world just slap your leg and say right right and then just get up and leave <laughs> It's like I, there are a lot of things the English do 
that are so much more straightforward and yeah. less quote unquote friendly sure. than Americans do. Mm-hmm. America is very much, I, I say America, the heartland Midwest. at least, the Midwest yeah. is very much about you know, manners and don't offend anybody. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's, which is in and of itself is really offensive. It kind well, of backfires, it's, really. It's like there's a balance, right? Somebody's got to go first at the four-way stop. You're not a robot person. <laughs> Be human. Make a mistake. I've just, I've sat at four-way oh stops gosh. in the Midwest, and everybody's like waving everybody I else know. through. It's, it's so like, annoying. I've decided to become the guy that just goes first. Oh. Like, because somebody has to. I will pull up at a four-way stop seconds after someone has already come to a full and complete yeah. stop. And they'll wave you through. They'll just they'll be like, go on. And I'm like, oh, is Midwest. it because it, I thought it was because I was a female. Uh, but I if get it happens too. to you. I know. I think every in, in the Midwest, it's like huh. politeness. Hmm. But people people will hold the door for you when you're 40 feet away. And, then, and, yeah. and it's like, now you feel like I have to pick up yeah, my pace. I got to run. run to get there. Like, you don't have to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was told very specifically, and I probably have talked about this before, but I was told very specifically not to be polite and not to open doors when I visited the East Coast. Yeah. And also the it's West totally Coast. totally different culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You take care of yourself. Keep to yourself. You don't and, comment on anything. And what's different is what's funny is the East Coast and the West Coast are different, too, because on the East Coast, it's like you don't do it with an attitude. Like you don't do, have an attitude. No, no, no. You do have an You don't oh. do it with an attitude. Oh, I got you. You I got, got, you got you. me now? That is a stupid way to say that sentence. <laughs> it's okay. So let me try again. I got there. You have this. You have this. Uh, the snark. To you when you're not being polite, right? Right. In the West Coast, it's more just hang loose. Everybody does their own thing. I don't need to worry about you because I'm worrying about me. Like, it's a different huh. type of impolite. Right. I say impolite. I just mean a different culture. <laughs> you're so a Midwestern I am. Now. I totally am. <laughs> you've, you've been assimilated. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Is this our story time or is this just our back no, and no, forth we're just, banter? we're bantering. <laughs> this is banter time. <laughs> I legitimately just said banter without thinking about no, it again. No, you didn't. I promise. You're oh, you man. are the most amazing person because you can do callbacks without even knowing you're doing callbacks all the time. That's great. Something's wrong with my brain. Uh, so yeah, so this is just what happens when Danae and I sit in front of microphones. That's what Shoe the Dough has always been. It's always what is gonna what is the show gonna be? It will continue to be an experimental place for us to hang out with you and do some fun stuff. We've got some segments we really like that we're gonna continue to do. I think on Tuesdays, we, I should say we record on Tuesdays. These probably will release more like Wednesday, Friday. Uh, during your week. I don't think they go up the day we record, but they might. Maybe Tuesday night. Anyways, Tuesdays. We don't know. <laughs> we're just trying. <laughs> uh, Tuesdays, we're going to chat, uh, peruse the news every week. Uh, we think that's a fun segment that we like to do and maybe throw in a, a little topic at the end every once in a while. Possibly have a point. We don't know. We don't know. We never know how it's going to go. And then Thursdays, we're going to experiment. We're going to do a little rotating kind of segment gumbo thing jumbo stew of you know new music digest uh might get thrown in there a random tandem which we've done before some of the things we love to do when we experiment but it's also going to be a place to experiment more if we have an interview that'll probably go on thursday if we have somebody that we want to talk about a deeper subject with we've called that no longer safe in the past and probably will continue to call it that i don't know i don't have another name can we do a shoes sift a shoes you want to talk pop culture How dare you leave Sif Pop and then want to talk pop culture on, on Shoot the Dough? You used to host on a very popular pop culture podcast. I was just I was just throwing out. It used to be listen, a segment on this listen, show. Listen, if you have pop culture that you want to talk about, okay, you good. come on Sift. Good. You come on Sif Pop and do we'll that. We'll do it right here. That's what I hear you saying. Yes. Yeah, we don't we don't have we have a plan and we're gonna see how things go. I have to be honest. We're just really excited that we actually have been able to record today. 
yeah. because we we've tried to restart shoe many times and so and and little peek behind the curtain oh this could be my story time hey let's head right into story time we kick off every episode with some story time so peek behind the curtain of danae's life my child has been in uh, child care for the last year not full time and in the last couple months she went full time and uh there's some stuff that's going on there and so instead of leaving her in the child care i've decided since we're not doing the radio show anymore i'm bringing her home full time mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden i went from having a plan of working in the studio and having access to the microphones and you know creativity and then doing the other jobs that i do that i'm going to be a full time mom and work at the same time from home mm-hmm. so so that's it's only been a week how's it going guys it's going great like <laughs> i can't tell how, like there's a per, there's a line there's a, a continuum of sarcasm and uh, i can't tell where you are on that line when you say that i can't either i <laughs> uh, know it's like the simpsons when it's like uh, lisa looks at bart one point and goes are you being sarcastic it's like i don't even know anymore <laughs> i don't even know anymore i am really excited for the opportunity opportunity to be home with her yeah. full time because most of the parents that I've talked to in my entire life they've all said th- the same things one time goes fast enjoy it while you can it just in a blink of an eye it's done mm-hmm. they, everyone says that I think that's true and most every single one of the parents that I've had a conversation with they've almost all of them said that they wish they had more time with their children when they were younger mm. That if they had an opportunity to stay home, that they would have taken it. It's almost like one of those regret statements. Yeah, don't take this wrong, but I had the exact right amount of time with my children. <laughs> <laughs> I I really loved her being in childcare, but that's changed for me. There's yeah. just some stuff that's gone on, and I'm like, I just don't know that I want her to be away from me when yeah. she can't communicate what's going on around her. Right. So. Um, so yeah, that's like in my world, everything is this last week was just been nuts. Like last week we're like, oh, we're going to do shoes of dough. And now it's like, how am I going to do shoes of dough with the kid? We're going to give it a shot though. So we're going to give it a shot. You've been so patient with shoe the dough already. If you're a previous fan of the show, I mean, if you're new to it, great. Welcome. Let let us, let us set you up for how this works. Uh, Enjoy it. Yeah. No, your patience is always appreciated because again, this is experimental. And part of that experiment is figuring out when we have time to record and how we can do it. Two weeks ago, we had a plan. <laughs> yes, we did. It was a, and it was like cool. I we know. still have a plan. W- do we? Yeah, we just don't know how we're going to accomplish it. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it this week. Well, our plan is to do two half-hour episodes. A My week. plan is to take a day to time, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to put together a home studio. Yes. How do you feel about me shooing from my home? No, I think that's great. And you shooing from the studio. Yeah. Would no, you I think be okay with that? I think I'd be fine with that. Oh my gosh. Skype works just fine. You just record. You record it on what your end. It sounds like I'm in a tin can. Hey, Aaron. <laughs> Are we shooing the door today? How does it sound? Does the sound quality very good? Sounds great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, but if you record from your studio. Yeah. Yeah. And then just send it to me afterwards, I can just piece them together like I do the tracks anyway. It's really not much different than doing the oh, multi-track the way we do it now anyway. That's true. So. I mean. Again, it's a peek behind the curtain. I think there's always something about being in the room that's better. I know. Like it's the communications be like, maybe better. Maybe we can we can Skype each other and see each other yeah. while we're shooing the No, dough. we can totally do we'll video. Try. Anyway, we're going to continue to try to figure out the best way to shoe. And that I'm will excited. also impact our ability to do a video show to like have the camera on mm-hmm. as well. So yep. we'll, and, we'll figure that out. And, unless there's a way for us to, you know, have some child care during our show, which we're looking into. Everything is up in the air and changing. And it always happens after we announce we're going to do shoe. Uh-huh. We announced we were going to do shoe. 
And then a whole crazy list of things happened like two times ago. And then again, this last time. And, yeah. and now here we are in this moment. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we say we're doing shoe, it's like, oh, I'm taking my child home full time. <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't know that shoe is cursed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. No, it's an agent of change. It's an agent of change. Mm hmm. So anyways, I'll keep you guys updated on stuff. It's it's an entertaining thing to reconnect with your own kid like all the all day. Yeah. And learn more about her because she's had this exposure at this other place where she's been just great, you know, doing all these activities and stuff. So I have to kind of adopt adapt that into our home environment mm -hmm. and figure out how to do activities with her and just do educational stuff. So yeah. I kind of got to get into that mode and. But it's a lot of fun. She's a great kid. So I'm really excited to she hang is. out with her. She's super cool. She is. This and she loves me. She does. Mm -hmm. She talked about you. All oh, really? The rest, yeah. You came over to visit. That's because I'm pretty she, cool. She's like, Aaron ate oranges. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's nice to be known. It's nice to, you know, be known for something specific. Kids are pretty awesome because they get so excited about incredibly simple things. Yeah. And I kind of want to figure out how to do that in my own life. Like right now, she's super obsessed with school buses and stop signs. Mm-hmm. So anytime she sees a stop sign, which by the way, they're everywhere, she gets very <laughs> happy. She's like, stop sign. I see it. And people wait at them for but too long. This morning, I was taking her to, um, or we, I have childcare for her today. And so I was taking over to a friend's house so that they could watch her for me so I could come into the studio. And we saw eight school buses in the wild <laughs> out on the road. And I would be Was like, it a pack? Was yeah. it a pack of school buses? It was like, it was right as school was like. Did you tell which one was Alpha? Oh my gosh, yes. You can. Because, Were they leaping over fences? No, it's the new ones that have those fancy windows. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, I would point out the window and be like, Iris, there's going to be a school bus at your window in three, two, one. And she'd go, school bus! So it was super exciting. And I just, nice. I was just thinking like, that's the kind of life that I want to, I want to, I can learn from her in this time where I'm taking her home full time get excited about things that are really simple I, that's a great transition into my story time because uh my son got really excited about something he was doing at school talking about kids you know i've got you talk about it going fast yeah my second is graduating from high school in less than a month so half my kids will be high school graduates and then my youngest will be in high school next year so you know, crazy. It's going fast and it's wonderful. I love it. I've loved every second of it. Um, and I don't know, you really don't know until they're gone, gone, how you're going to react to that. But I have a feeling like knowing the kind of person I am that I just enjoy every moment for what it is. So right. I'm just whatever. I'm looking forward to whatever the future is. But anyways, he comes into our room with a paper to sign. He's not usually super excited about school stuff, that kind of thing. Right. And he's like, I need you to sign this paper because my anatomy class is going to St. Louis and we're going to look at a cadaver. <laughs> I'm going to go see a dead body. Right. And he's like, he's got this spark in his eye, which is, you know, as a parent, you kind of want to explore a little bit, right? Like, why, yeah. why are you so excited about a dead body? Do we, you know, like for me, I know why Iris is excited about school bus is because mm -hmm. she sees it on the paper she knows the word school bus and then she sees it out in the real world and she's like, holy crap, this exists right. in more than one place yeah. in the col coloring book in these books. And so for your son, it's like, I'm going to see a real person that's died. And yeah. like, but you have an opportunity because he's in high school and has very exquisite vocabulary to explore. Okay, son. Cool. Yes. I'll sign this. But also why? Yeah. What's up with the morbid why? curiosity? You know, what is that? That's a human thing, right? Sure. Well, I didn't even have time to explore because before I got the first word out of my mouth, my wife was like, oh, can I go? 
And she was serious. She was going to take off work. She was like, do you need a sponsor? Can I go? You know, I'm looking at this woman that I've been married to for 25 years going, what is this part of you that I that I didn't know? Well, she saw your dead body. Maybe she's I know. trying to like have some sort of resolution. I And listen, I would have I would have brought that up. No, but no, no, it's, no. That it's too a, sensitive. That is a sensitive topic. We can banter about it. <laughs> now that one, I did that one. <laughs> no, on I did that one on purpose. That's it was just. It was one of those weird moments where it's like, you um, too. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have that? Like even with somebody you're really close to, just for whatever reason, something comes into their world, and it's like, I didn't, I did I didn't not know. know that was something you were interested. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just not built that way. I don't have that morbid curiosity. You don't want to see a dead body. I don't. I mean, I don't care. Like, mm. it's not. It's not mm-hmm. something. If if I needed to for my job, or if I was going to be, uh, you know, a physician, or even a mortician, or something like this. I guess specifically, mortician would definitely need to be comfortable around dead bodies. I mean, that's definitely <laughs> probably part of the the whole interview process. When- but it's it's <laughs> not something that, when mentioned, I would jump up out of my chair and be like, "Me, Let's me, go. me, me, we're going." Have you? So, so you've weird. never seen a cadaver before? Um, I have, I, well, I've, I've been to funerals. The only, the only empty shells I've seen were at funerals. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying I've seen them at funerals, but then I, I went to the bodies museum. Oh yeah. Have you ever been to a body? No, but I museum? bet my wife would love that. It's fascinating. And, but that one's definitely more artistic rather than it being like, Maybe where you walk in, educational. You kind of, yeah, more educational. But I, I specifically was interested in it because I studied anatomy and physiology, mm. and so seeing it in a book and then seeing it on a a cadaver is very. I mean, I have a natural level of curiosity about the human body and about right. how you know what goes on inside and how it works and that kind of stuff. But it's just. I, I don't know. I can read that in a textbook yeah. or Google a video or Or, or a virtual whatever. headset. You can just do like a little v- virtual reality c- cadaver thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's an option. <laughs> I, but I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not something that it's just. Like, let's drive to St. Louis so I can see right. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Not- Truly and genuinely, I'm curious when he gets back from this uh-huh. field trip. Oh, he's back. He's oh. gone and he's back. And did he and say like he it? he liked it? He, yeah, yeah. He they said they were talking about the trachea uh-huh. and how it was like. Um, I don't remember what it was. So somebody who knows is going to correct me. I'm just going to say rubber band or something like that. But th- there was something where they were like, oh, uh, a bendy straw. Oh yeah, the trachea is like a trachea is like a bendy straw. I guess and he yes. thought that was cool. And then they started talking about the Adam's apple, and he has a very pronounced Adam's apple. So he was like, you mean like this? And he made his Adam's apple go up and down or whatever. And I guess the instructor was like, yes, see, there's a living one. And here's a dead (laughs) one. (laughs) So, Um, no, he was he he had a good time. He he thought it was cool. So and your wife is over there pouting in the corner because she (laughs) couldn't chaperone or sponsor. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, there you go. (laughs) Well, there you go. There's our story story time. time. So we're going to do a little peruse the newsing. Are you ready, Aaron? No, I'm actually not. So you go ahead. I'm going to just take my a couple computer deep shut breaths. down. So oh, I'll take a couple deep breaths then and get myself ready. I've been taking yoga. So I've been working on my deep breathing exercises. Oh, nice. <sighs> yeah. You know, some yoga classes do more than just breathing. Oh, <laughs> oh, are you teasing me right now? I'm bantering a little bit. Yeah. So he's teasing me because the yoga class that i'm taking is a restorative meditation and deep breathing yoga Mm -hmm, yeah so it's more on the side of not very physical (laughs) retraining your body how to 
you know, use all of the facility of your lung mm-hmm. to take yeah. in breath. And yeah, they don't wear yoga pants. They wear yoga neck warmers. It's it's <laughs> all about it's all about being very aware of your body and before you start doing deeper movements. So this look, I'm not saying this isn't valuable. I it sounds very valuable. I just don't know why it's called yoga. Yoga a is part, a very specific. No, it's not. It's part of the yoga practice. Mm. The yoga that you know is not the yeah. full practice. I'm of yoga. dealing with the cultural understanding yes. in, of yoga. Yes, which at some point you kind of have to do, even it's though it really, makes, makes you mad. It's, it's like literally, right? Mm-hmm. It makes me mad that literally now means figuratively. Yeah, but the ship has sailed. It's ship sailed. There's nothing I can do no, about it. Don't die on that hill. <laughs> it's funny because the instructor will say almost every single time that we practice, uh-huh. there'll be a moment when we'll just be literally laying on the floor on our double wide yoga mat. It's not Uh even just one small one. We have, it's two yoga mats side by side with a blanket over the top of it. And then we have all these other props that we can use as we're just kind of like learning how to do deep internal stretches and things like that. Very slow moving, very restorative. I love it. Anyway, so we'll be laying there and she'll just be talking about bringing breath into your body down into your stomach and then drawing it up into the upper lungs and into the side body is like you want to feel your breath in the back so you're really trying to feel how much air Mm -hmm. you can take in yeah and so we'll we'll do that and she'll say and all you're thinking about is this and if your mind wanders that's okay just bring it back or whatever and then she'll say this is yoga <laughs> <laughs> like ryan seacrest at american idol uh, this is yoga so then i get to go home and my husband says how was yoga and i'm like it was great babe <laughs> and, and he has the idea in his head that i'm doing some sort of like right. crazy right you know i don't even know aerobics or something and i'm not i'm i'm doing very good deep restorative work yes which after having a child feels really really good i know it's been a couple years but there's still like body trauma well so. and, and honestly i mean self-care can take so many different forms mm-hmm. just taking uh an hour out of your week to do something that's meditative or yeah, relaxing and it is it's yeah. very meditative it's i highly recommend finding a class like it if this is not something that you would lay on the floor and just laugh your way through well that deep breathing is helped you has helped you with your intro to our peruse the news segment it has, right? so i'm ready Studio DNA presents Peruse the News. Every day so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join us on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure, as they peruse the news. I just want to show off. No, I was going to say, you do it. Look at that lung control. I'm just look saying. at that. Look at that yoga paying off. I may pass out, but <laughs> all right. Uh, who do you want to kick it off today? Uh, well, I'll go with this one. Okay. And it's so weird that I chose this one. Oh, because we've already talked about it. Well, it just goes right Bantering along with increase the... <laughs> your breathing health. What? <laughs> what? She. This is the title of it. Found it on CNN. She lived for 99 years with organs in all the wrong places and never <laughs> knew it. <laughs> All the right organs, all the wrong places. She's 99. She's going going down. down. It was really interesting article to read. Uh And then now we're talking about cadavers and stuff. So 
this is a situation where this lady. Um, so we, she did pass away, and that's how they know her organs are in the wrong place, or they found it before she passed away. After she passed away, yeah, that's she what I was figuring. Donated her body to science. Yeah, and but her whole family was very much an advocate for science and things like that. So her yeah. husband, when he passed away before her. He donated his body to science. That's the other thing my son was like, I'm definitely donating my body if I die. Cool, man. <laughs> cool. I'm totally you do, for you. that. So her name is Rose, was, I should say, Rose Marie Bentley. And so she had her cadaver opened up and the students that were investigating or the people that were investigating, they mm-hmm. couldn't find the uh, vena cava, okay. the, which is, you know, like the, there's a vein that comes off and it goes back around into the heart or whatever. Okay. And they couldn't... Miss Anatomy expert. Listen, I read the article. <laughs> I didn't know that 100%. So there was an artery they couldn't find. Her heart was missing a large vein that's normally on the right side. Like missing? Well... Oh, they found it elsewhere. But they found it on the other side. They found it in her left foot. <laughs> they, <laughs> like, how is this working? So uh, they had to call over the teachers and the, prof- the professor, and they're kind of like rolling their eyes. They're like, we can't find it. Are, are we crazy? And the quote is, and they kind of rolled their eyes. Like, how can these students miss this big vessel? And they came oh, that's over. Fun. And that's when the hubbub starts. <laughs> um, they're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is totally backwards. So the body has a large vein called the vena cava. It follows the right side of the vertebral column curving under the liver and emptying de- uh, deoxygenated blood into the heart. Ew. But hers is on the left side. And instead of terminating directly into the heart, her vein continued through her diaphragm along the thoracic vertebrae up and around and over the aortic arch and then emptied into the right side of the heart. Hmm. So they're like going, what is this? And that was just the start of it. Then they realized that she had, um, her stomach was on the right side instead of on the left. Her liver, which is normally mostly on the right, was on the left. Her spleen was on the right side instead of the left. And then the rest of her digestive tract was um, inverted as well. So she basically had this entire system that was just in different places and different organizations. Wow. And this is something that happens one out of every like 22,000. But usually. That seems fairly common. Yeah. But usually there's heart problems that are associated with it. So mm. you don't live very long. Uh, you, I think the longest someone had lived was to the age of 73. But she lived to be, what did I say? 99. 99. Yeah. And it was because she had a healthy heart. She didn't have any other heart issues. And she never really had any other reason to know that she had internal weirdness going on. Yeah. But after last week's episode, we're talking about like kind of fun things. I I just find this stuff to be fascinating that we are all like made different on the inside. People can just have different ways that our bodies are organized and be completely functional yeah. and live a full life, have children and have no idea. She had her uh um gallbladder removed at one point in time. Yeah. And they noted that it was in a the quote unquote wrong place, but it was never a thing. She had her, she had a hysterectomy at one point in time. And so things were just kind of like mentioned that, oh, this is a little off, but they didn't realize it was the whole rest of her because there was never a need for a full body scan. Wow. So I just, I find this stuff fascinating. And I really liked this article too, because uh, they told her family about it, her her surviving family mm-hmm. and they were all just tickled. They're like, Oh, if mom knew that she was unique like this, she would have been so tickled. And <laughs> if dad knew he would have teased her for being backwards. And so the kids are just excited to kind of that. She's getting some fun attention in the medical community, especially since they were really passionate about uh, donating their bodies to science. It does. It's a reminder to me that we were just big bags of organs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are all jumble around in there. We're just since, meat like, tubes. Cause you think of it. I like to think of it as when you're in 
you know, science class in high school or whatever, and they've got the models that have here's the heart and here are the lungs and they, they look so perfect and that's how it goes. And it's like, nope, you cut into every person and it's just a big mess of junky veins and organs and fat. And I, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Big it's, mess of junkie makes it sound a little nasty. <laughs> it is kind of nasty. It's pretty incredible how yes. intricate our bodies are. Yes. Intricate's great. An int- intricate nastiness is <laughs> in there. You should never go see a cadaver. You're right. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. What's yours? Uh, Ohio study. Acetaminophen can reduce positive empathy towards others. Uh, acetaminophen is the main ingredient in ibuprofen or no, no, no. Acetaminophen is Tylenol. Tylenol. I oh, think. Okay. Uh, can reduce positive empathy for others. They actually did a study where they gave a bunch of participants either just a placebo or or acetaminophen Mm -hmm. and then asked them about their response to different events that were going on in people's lives. And the people who had taken acetaminophen over a period of time. They're like, meh. Yeah. We're just like, nah, I don't care. Kind of more than the other people so well, oh, how 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 often is it reversed i mean not that i'm asking i'm asking for other people <laughs> i just found it fat like it could this be the the, the reason that the we're reason all our culture is, is becoming so... less and less concerned with each other is because drugs are over the counter well and you know you know you you look at a- aspirin is aspirin tylenol i think those are two different things i don't think aspirin is tylenol so you look at this kind of thing and you just go okay Another reason for me not to fear medicine. I don't fear medicine. Medicine is so valuable and can do amazing things. But to just be like, when necessary, medicine. Not like medicate myself every day. Because it does have an impact on the way we interact with the world, right? Uh, Yeah. Why do you say it like that? I don't know, because I wasn't listening. (laughs) I was researching if aspirin and Tylenol is the same thing, and I'm more confused than ever, so I don't have an answer for you. What are you finding out? Okay, this is what what the quick Google search Mm -hmm. says. Tylenol is the best known for the, uh, is best known over-the-counter acetaminophen product. Some contain acetaminophen, which is processed in the liver. Others contain non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, or NSAIDs which are processed elsewhere. Example of OTC NSAIDs are aspirin, ibuprofen, and Advil, naproxen sodium, which is Aleve. So I think the answer is that Tylenol is not the same as aspirin. But Tylenol does have acetaminophen. Yes. Yeah. So, And, and it, I'm, if I'm understanding this very, very quick research, <laughs> there are non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs called NSAIDs that are with like aspirin, ibuprofen, Advil. Mm, interesting. So, um, I know Advil doesn't contain acetaminophen. I don't. I usually go for ibuprofen. That's usually my go-to. Well, that's the one that works for me. Yeah. That's if I have a headache, I, I have uh, Advil is the only thing that has ever worked for me Advil? for pain. For yeah. Hmm. Ibuprofen. I, I just I haven't. So that's why I care so much about people. That's <laughs> true. <why> I, <laughs> that's true. Oh my goodness! It all makes sense now. So there you go. What's your your second one? Uh, I I almost said, what's your number two? What's my number two? Well, that's personal. Man gets Guinness World Record for putting 13 people inside of soap bubbles. 13 people inside of soap bubbles? Yes. I just saw Mary Poppins Returns again. And the kids are in soap (laughs) bubbles for a little while. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking in my brain. I believe this is back to back over the course of 30 seconds. Okay. He was able to create an encased bubble around 13 people successfully. And that's a record 
Back for, to back or all in the same bubble? I think it's back to back. Okay. I don't think that there is. Is it truly a bubble or is it a dome? I need to know okay. this. How would they be in a bubble? Do you have them on an elevated platform? And if so. No. Okay. So imagine that there's um, a huge wand. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. I and, figured there would be. And it, it goes into a like a, a circular. I know how bubbles are made. Okay. okay yes. Good. That's good. That's good. So someone stands stands on a platform uh-huh. and then the guy puts the wand down, lifts up over, and then it kind of connects the top. Right. So it's a dome. It's Yeah. It's not a bubble. Technically, it's made of bubble. <laughs> it's a soap dome. <laughs> It could because it if you could should... do a bubble, if you could encase somebody actually in a bubble, that's because they'd have to be levitating somehow. Which is maybe which magnets. Is maybe you could do okay. it with magnets. Right. You wear magnet shoes. Yes, and you and levitate. The, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you put then a bubble, bubble around, around them. Yes. yes. Okay. This is how I'm going to be impressed. Well, this is what you should start to work for in your life. This, <laughs> this particular man. Let's see if I can find his name real quick. Langley, maybe Stephen Langley. Yes, he also has other Guinness World Records. And it just made me think, I wonder if this is what this guy does. Mm. He just hones his craft so that he gets to be, like he put his name down in the record. Mm. I think that's the big drive for these kinds of things. You want to see your name on oh, for the sure. record. Yeah. He um, holds the record for most paddle balls controlled simultaneously <laughs> by a person, which is seven. The longest hanging chain. That's of so- impressive. Seven paddle balls at the same time. Yeah. That's much more impressive to me than <laughs> consecutively just doming three. Doming? You know. I mean, the, not the bubble not dome. To, yeah, not to burst the guy's bubble, but Thir- it was 13, I, 13 bubble domers, thirteen people <laughs> in a thirty-second time frame. Uh, longest hanging chain of soap bubbles, thirty-five, okay. and most people making bubbles with garland wands simultaneously. Which is 317. Oh, I could break that record. I could get 400 people together to make bubbles simultaneously. It's it's a bubble garland wands. What does that mean? I don't know. I just think it's a a bubble wand, right? Most people making bubbles with garland wands. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Just straight out of the garland Listen, I'm just going to assume that and assume that I could break this record and feel (laughs) good about myself. Are you going to go for it? (laughs) No. No. There's no, there's no feat to the action. You just assume you're better than everybody else. That's how it works. Okay, I just looked up the images for a garland wand, mm-hmm. and it is like a string. It's like a, it's like a long string, like almost like a net. Mm-hmm. So it's not a normal wand that just comes out of a bubble thing. Hmm. So I don't. I think you might have more difficulty with that than you think. But you it's, know what? You just all research, about just building the net, right? You do you. Maybe it's 370 people holding onto one garland mm-hmm. one and then running forward, making bubbles. Oh, mm-hmm. I like it. I do, too. <laughs> I want to see the video of that. The video of him putting 13 people into bubble domes is not as interesting <laughs> right. as this. Yes. Anyway, I think this guy is interesting. Uh, I think anyone who goes for Guinness World Records are interesting. I think it's fun. Okay, what's your next one? Woman who spent 39 years believing she was an only child discovers she has 30 siblings after creating a 23andMe DNA testing account. Oh, wow. Can you imagine? uh, Oh, that's a that is a that is a life changing (sighs) sentence. That's a a whole that's a whole big bag of worms. Okay. Can of worms to open. So many questions. Or or technically can of sperms to open. I'm okay. Uh, (laughs) I'm really curious. Are they all full siblings? No, okay. it's all from the same guy. Wow. Sperm oh, donor. All right. Oh, he's a sperm donor. Mm-hmm. Oh. But she didn't know. This is what's fascinating about this story is her mom would never tell her 
about her father, her biological father. Um, she had a stepdad for a lot of her life. And mm -hmm. so she had created a 23andMe account like before it was before a lot of people were doing it. And it really didn't tell her much interesting. But then her dad was like, hey, you created that thing. More people are using it now. Why don't you go check it out? So she went back and checked it out, realized that she had set her stuff to anonymous. So she set it to public and put her name in there. And she had a message the next day basically saying, hey, there's a Facebook group of us. <gasps> Oh, <laughs> that my are from this goodness. same guy. We get together every once in a while. We all kind of look alike. <gasps> <laughs> That's the sperm donor's worst nightmare. You just go in. You don't want anyone to know. You're just donating your parts so someone else can have a kid. Uh -huh. Hopefully you're like you're a healthy person and you're just, you know, making magic biological magic happen for somebody who's looking to have a child. Making biological magic happen. And 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 then they all discover who you are, even uh -huh. though you sign the papers. I don't that know that they discovered who he is. They just know that they're all his progeny. Right. Right. So that's a difference. That's true. I would think this would be the sperm donors like greatest triumph. Like think? I was so attractive in that book of sperm donors. <laughs> there's the male version. There's <laughs> right. There's the it's perspective like there I were, was missing. There were dozens of women who were like, oh, I want my kids to, you know, be from that guy. I would want to take the biography or whatever the mm -hmm. the but entry. it's how it works right you you pick a sperm donor from like traits right. and stuff yeah so what are your traits and then actually go see him in real life and see if he just made it all up or if the children <laughs> this would be an interesting study if right. the children inherited what the the parents hoped that the child would inherit from that because they didn't have a way of doing a lot of the science stuff that we have now right but we do know genetics you know, it's a real thing. So if he was, if the father, if the donor was genetically able to be more athletic or something, were all the children geared more to be athletic or yeah, nature versus nurture stuff is very fascinating. I'd be really to me. curious. I don't know. I'm just really curious about that. 30, 30 children. Currently. Currently. It keeps going up when, when she <laughs> discovered there were only eight and it just keeps going up every year. Oh my <laughs> goodness. That is fascinating yeah and you do you look at the pictures and it's like these these women look like each other they have the same interests in a lot of cases the men look like each other Whoa. it's just it's it's just genetics is real you know mm -hmm. like it's a real thing yeah so I, it's fascinating I know genetics is real unquestionably because i am the spitting image of my mother so much so that growing up in the same town that she grew up in mm -hmm. We worked at the same bookstore at one point. People in time. think they've gone back in time. They do. They they used to come into the bookstore and be like, "Bonnie, you haven't aged a day." I'm like, "No, nope, I'm her kid. I do. I look just like her." She was crazy. 27 before her mom even told her that that her stepdad wasn't her biological father. She mm. thought her stepdad was her actual dad until she was like 27. What a conversation to have. How would you feel about this if this was you and you discovered you had 30 half siblings? How much Tylenol have I had? <laughs> Because if I've had a lot of Tylenol, I probably don't care. <laughs> yeah. Might change your banter. <laughs> Might change my banter a little, a little bit. bit. So my last one um, is one that I find very interesting. That's Disney Plus is coming this year. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of curious, I guess, your opinion on whether you think it would be a worthwhile investment. For me, I'm definitely signing up. So every single Disney and Pixar movie is released from the vault on Disney yeah. Plus. You get to stream Marvel, Star Wars on Disney Plus. Yeah, they own everything now. 
uh, they'll release their films within a year. Mm-hmm. There's over 7,000 episodes of TV that's available. And I'm wondering like, oh my gosh, like the original, w- would I get to see like the original Mickey Mouse Club, you know? Possibly. Which would be kind of cool. You haven't even touched on the original stuff yet. There will be new original content on Disney Plus and it'll cost less than most streaming services. So and you don't have to go back between different services to find it. It's all like in one I, in one place. I mean, I think it's a no brainer. It is. A no-brainer. I think, we, you know, for <laughs> us, for us and not for everybody, but for us. No, I think I mean, for anybody that wants to connect to entertainment more and more, we are going towards a world probably in the next five to ten years where the idea of subscribing to a cable or satellite conglomerate will just go away Mm -hmm. and everybody will pick the two, three, maybe four subscription services that they want in their life. And Netflix has a huge head start. Mm -hmm. Uh, Disney Plus is right out of the gate going to be a contender. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you're like, well, and here's the other thing. WWE Network. Uh, Honestly, there will be those niche ones, uh, Poker Go, you know, for somebody like me who loves poker. You know, there are those niche ones that people will fill in as well. Um, but the it's interesting to think, OK, who's going to be on that list? Is CBS All Access? They're trying to do some stuff with the Twilight Zone and a Star Trek show. It's like, is that really going to be one? Is Hulu still going to be one? Because, by the way, Disney owns Hulu now. So, you know, how are they going to interact Disney Plus with Hulu? Will Hulu be an add-on to Disney Plus? Will it be included with Disney Plus? Wait and see. So, it's just, it's fascinating to think, you know, HBO Go, is somebody going to swallow that up? Well, Um, we did what you did uh, on your recommendation, and we went to YouTube TV, Mm -hmm. and so we're missing some of the channels that we had when we were, you know, plugged into cable, that we're wondering if this was an option to just subscribe individually, would we? But um, that's not an option right now. So it's interesting. Like as time goes on, we might be like, oh, we want to do HBO by itself. Right. HBO Kids was really fun for us. There was a couple of shows on HBO Kids that we really liked watching with yeah. Iris. So they had like Fraggle Rock on mm-hmm. there, for example. That was really fun. She loved watching Fraggle Rock. And of course, that was one that I grew up with. So um, and then there's ways that you can just go and buy them on a DVD mm-hmm. and then you just have them anyway. But I for sure will be doing Disney Plus because obviously we've got a two year old and she's really into, you know, these yeah. kinds of movies and stuff. So well, I think Amazon Prime has a little bit of a head start, too, you know, because it comes included with yep. the free shipping thing. Mm-hmm. And Amazon just kind of owns a lot of our lives and how we order <laughs> things anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see where people get their entertainment from. I also think movie theaters are going to more and more start to connect to subscription services um, you're seeing movie theaters become subscription now where you just pay a certain amount a month and you go to as many movies as you want. I think that will connect to somebody like Netflix will buy a chain of theaters and be like, okay, for your $15 a month, not only do you get what's on Netflix, but when we release a movie, we'll release it into our chain of theaters and you can go see it there too, included in your subscription. Like all that stuff's going to, you know, start coming together. So, wow. We live in a wonderful age. I think so. I remember when I had to walk 20 miles to watch somebody cut their yard lawn thing. And that was entertainment. <laughs> to watch somebody cut their Listen, lawn yard Walter's thing? Walter's old. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have proper memory. He That's okay. To, he needs to we forgive him. Ginkgo biloba. Uh, number three for me. Cadbury cream egg flavored mayonnaise is now unfortunately an actual thing. Oh, uh, this was God, there's supposedly... so many words you just said that just <laughs> triggered me. Oh. <gasps> I need Tylenol. Uh, this was an April Fool's joke that turned out to be real. So a com- actually a couple companies, Burger King did that this year too with their Impossible Burger. 
they released an announcement that they were doing a meatless uh, Whopper, and turned out they actually were. But they announced it on April Fool's Day. You know, hey so. guys, listen, take a cue from Aaron and I. We <laughs> knew that our radio show was coming to an end. It was the week of April Fool's week. Uh-huh. We decided not to announce it on Monday because nobody would believe us. <laughs> we announced it on That's Tuesday. True. That's true. Uh, so, anyways, but they they actually made this, and you know, supplies are limited. But thank um, God, Cadbury cream. First of all, beyond the mayonnaise, not a fan. Hate the Cadbury. Not, egg. not a fan. So gross. I like chocolate. I don't like that cream that they got in the no, middle of it. What is that? Uh, so-, so Cadbury cream egg flavored mayonnaise. So adding mayonnaise to the mix. Elon Musk buy it all and launch it into space. <laughs> At some point, I have to wonder, do we get tired of this? Like, at some point... People love it. There are certain people who do. People love it. But at some point... Do we just be like, can you just make stuff that tastes good? Like, well, it's we've like got... Lay's with, with their crazy... I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's so... Fr- fried frog leg with I'm sriracha. All, I'm all for innovation if you're going towards something that's enjoyable. Like Oreo Thins, let's say. Great innovation. Beautiful idea. There was way too much cream in the middle of an, an Oreo, especially those stupid double stuffs. Who likes that? I do. I love <laughs> I know, I know most people do. Oh, my God. But that's another innovation that a lot of people love. You know, oh, put twice as much cream. That, that makes sense because it's something people like. But why are you making tastes that are bad? <laughs> All <laughs> go together. Has different Why tastes. is there peep-flavored cereal? Anything. Peep-flavored anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know if we're the if we're the majority, the minority, but we have very similar thoughts. Oh, I bet we're the majority in the Cadbury cream so. egg flavored mayonnaise. I would hope so. <laughs> Mayo is just oil and raw egg whipped up real uh-huh. fast. Yeah. So then you add in an insane amount of oddly flavored sugar and mm-hmm. a little bit of chocolate. Yep. And then and then what? Where are you putting that? On a piece of bread? Are you going to make a ham sandwich? Deviled eggs with it? <laughs> I don't know. And add in some sort of weird mustard concoction, and then you've got this horrible egg. It's all horrible anyway. Anyway, I'm anti mayonnaise to begin with. So I like mayo. (laughs) I I like a very specific brand of mayo. It's not the Cadbury cream egg. It is not that one. What candy would you prefer in your mayonnaise? No. Ooh, a Kit Kat. What's great about that is you're like, oh, come on. I don't have a Kit Kat. <laughs> it just came to me. I know. It was like, there's no answer. Oh, Kit Kat. Hey, do, you know, do you know that moment when you, you check in with your taste buds? Uh-huh. Like when you're deciding what you want, when you open the refrigerator right. or you're deciding to go out to eat, you kind of check in with your, your, your flavor uh-huh. center. Yeah. Which for me is in my mouth. So I kind of like drew my attention down to my mouth. And I'm like, hey, guys, what do you think? And surprise, surprise, it threw out a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna try it? You just like take it? take one of the Kit Kat little bars and just dip it into some mayo and see how it works. That's not how it would go. Okay, you have to grind up the Kit Kat and then you put it with the mayo and you mix it up like you whip it until it's all together and combined. That's the only way to truly taste that flavor. And the answer is no. So, Kit Kat. That's amazing. Thanks for shooing the dough with us today, everybody. <laughs> We're gonna try to keep these at thirty minutes, but today we got to be chitty chats. <laughs> Kitty chats about kitty cats. Well, not technically kitty cats. No. Kit cats. <gasps> Does Kit Kat come from kitty cat? Okay, we're moving on. <laughs>
Thank you, Chris Tilly, for composing our music. Thanks to you guys for, for supporting the show, for downloading Through the Dough, and telling your friends that it is back. It's part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can check out all the shows at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or just search for Studio DNA all in your word. podcast player. And if you want to write it correctly, lowercase studio, uppercase DNA. No one does that. <laughs> but that's okay. We love you anyway. If you want to contact us, we do have an email. You can email us at feedback at shoethedough.com. We'll see you in a couple days. Bye. Spread me out some of that Kit Kat Ew, mayo. Spread Give me, me a spread. Nope. Give me a... S- no, nope. No, sorry. Nope. Apologies. We'll just end... Uh, we'll end on that note.